You're listening to Dropping the Gloves with former NHL All-Star John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. We were just having a good laugh before you guys got to listen in on us. We were talking about our fan tracks team, weren't we, Tim? Yeah, yeah, you were. It was it's very fun. Fan tracks is fun. You can tinker with your team, you can maneuver with, you can add, it can drop this this auction. What what is our we're the salary cap type league. And it's a league I've never been involved with. I've never had to deal with a salary cap. And that's what makes fan tracks great. You can try new things. Everyone's used to the normal snake draft draft or an auction draft. There's no draft in this one. It's really cool. You can, you can pick whatever players you want. You can have the same players as, as another person in the league. That's unlikely. And you can do it again every single week. You can redraft new players. If your player gets injured, you can get rid of them. You can add a new player. That's why fan tracks is just very unique, very fun. And I want you to go to Fantrax.com forward slash DTG, log in now, and you get a chance to win a Nathan McKinnon signed jersey, and you get to enjoy Fantrax. It's fun. We are talking about my team because the season starts. Is it next week, Tim? It's, it's right around the corner. The first Tuesday night. Are. And I was just talking about my team. You know, I, I always like to be, try to be balanced. I don't like to go top, top heavy. And as I was making my team, I was like, I could not get away from a top heavy team. I don't want to give away my whole team. But I got Dryan Seidel and McDavid as my two centermen. And I, I don't know if anybody else has them as their two centermen. I'm kind of giving it away right now. I went for it. I'm like, you know what? These two guys are the best two players in the league. They're going to score a boatload of points because they're going to have to. Their defense is hot garbage, and they're just going to have to just go balls to the wall with their offense. And they have really good defense. We can keep up in the rush. It's somewhat good defense. And they got a Tyson Berry. Duncan Keith can still get up in the rush. So they'll have guys who can get in the puck. But I just went with those two. I played around. I'm like, okay, maybe I can, you know, do a lesser sentiment and pick up a right winger, a left winger. And I just couldn't figure out a way to do it. I'm like, do I pick McKinnon or do I pick Dreinsidel? I went back and forth with those two guys. I just think Dreinsidel is going to have more points than McKinnon is. And so that's why I picked Dreinsidel over uh, McKinnon. And McDavid, he's a no-brainer. He's only $75 and Dreinsidel 71 or 69, excuse me. So I don't know. What do you think about that strategy, Tim? I just went, I literally... How much do we got to spend? I think two hundred dollars for five four hundred dollars. We have five hundred dollars, and you probably bucks? spent like close to two hundred on those two players. Yeah, yeah, I did. What's your? Do you think that's a good strategy? And because uh, I didn't fill up my roster, I did not fill up all the available positions. Oh, then no, it's not a good strategy. I mean, you still got you still got to ice every roster spot, right? No, you don't. No, I mean, you don't have to. You should. I don't. I, I went with the bare minimum. I have thirteen guys on my roster. And you could have 17. Oh, okay. So I did similar. I don't have any bench players. I'm like, I'd rather have the best possible players on my team and try to like ice a, a skater every single night. You know what I mean? So even though there'll be nights where my guys aren't playing, I'll yeah. take, I'll take that. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'll okay. tell you, man, like you have an empty right winger slot. Cause you don't have any, no, 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 no. I have every slot filled, but just okay. say one of these guys gets hurt. I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm not going to have anybody to fill in that week because well, I guess yeah. you're on three changes per week, but I like, and then I went on, I went on teams. I was like, this team's going to score a lot of goals. So I, I went a really heavy on that team. So I went heavy on Edmonton. I went heavy on Colorado and 
I, I, you know, I snuck a little Toronto in there because I think those three teams are going to be really high end, you know, offensive teams. So I, I got myself a ranting in, I got myself a couple defensemen from Colorado, got myself a couple sleepers from Toronto. I just, I went with the <laughs> offensive teams and that's where I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to win. I didn't go for value a little bit. I went for what teams do I think are going to score? I didn't look at the schedule. I didn't see how many games each team is playing. Maybe when I dig into it a little more, that's the route I'll go, but oh, I like my team. Who are your goalies? Who do you got for goalies? I actually went top heavy with goalies. I kept Vasilevsky. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know what? You only get two goalies. It's such an important stat. I want the best one in the league. And it was expensive. And my second goal is a bit of a, a deeper sleeper pick, but Elvis Merzlikens from Columbus. I just think he's going to have a good year, especially if he's your number two and there's no pressure because Vasilevsky's eating up, like he's my number guy I'm going to lean on. Then I think Merz Lickens is, could, could show some upside there. The only thing about him is the team is not very good. So he's not going to pile up the wins, but they are a very defensively sound team. I like that. I went with uh, Kempfer and Grubauer. Seattle's mm. going to be a very defensive team and Colorado, like what they're going to win every game. Like what are you going to do? That's a risk reward play. Like if they're, if they both, if you hit on both of those, they could be top three goalies, both of them. Yeah. But they could they also not play. Like they weren't cheap. They were middle of the row. What did I say? You got to be strong down the middle and have really good goaltending. Is that what I usually say? No. You got to say strong in the back end. But it's, uh, I got a couple guys. I got a $3 player woven in there. I got, no, you don't. I do. Louis Erickson. I didn't know. I need, I had some money. I had to, it was, it was, I had to, you know what I mean? But it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good season. And then you have to add players who you can't just, go and get all goal scores. You got to get guys who get blocked shots. You got to get guys who get hits. You got to get guys who get pims. You got to get guys who do different things. So you have to, what, what are you shaking your head at Tim? It's like you're, it's like you're a real coach with a real team. All that matters well, is the fantasy points they put up. Well, exactly. But I can't just pick all Connor McDavid's and goal scores because they, I'll win the goals and the assists, but I'll lose all the other things. So I have to think about every single category that needs to be filled and there's a lot of categories that you get points for. So I got to fill the hits. I got to fill the block shots. I got to fill the shots on goal. I got to fill all these other categories, the penalty minutes. So it's, it's not just as easy. This is a, this is a, lot, a long fan track set. <laughs> well, here's the thing though. It's not a categories league. It's about the points they put up where the categories get counted for, but it doesn't matter. Like you're not going to be like, Hey, I won in penalty minutes, but lost in shots on goal this week. It's all about bottom line fantasy points. Just oh, see, I didn't so we don't that. confuse our listeners. <laughs> so what do yeah. you get more points for, a hit or a goal? Uh, a goal. I don't know off the top of my head, but you can find it in the league settings, John. I left a commissioner note with all the information you need. So I didn't read that. Check it out. All you I did was a oh, message from Tim. Yeah. I'm gonna go I, on just, my I just went like the scoring system I've always known. Well, I won't change it for the first week. I think I'll still win because that's what I do. But uh, I'll change it for the second week. Hey, what did you see all the cross-checking penalties that have happened this preseason? Remember they talked about how they're going to crack down on the cross-checking penalties? They're starting to ramp up a little bit. The more I've watched, I think the refs maybe have been getting more and more of a pep talk as the preseason wears on where they weren't getting the message early on. Because last night there was a bunch of cross-checking penalties. I was just like, what is going on? Is this going to carry on through the season? Like Ovechkin had one, a couple other guys had one. What, what do you think? Do you think it's a good penalty? I know Ovechkin cross-check Marshawn. I was just like, that's not a penalty. I hope they don't call that in a regular season. It'll completely ruin the game. I mean, I think in the in the boards, in the corner especially, it's probably a good idea to limit that because that's how guys get hurt. You see it all the time. Stuff like in front of the net, I think, should still be fair play. Like, you, you should still be able to clear that area. Um, but I think generally speaking, it's going to – it's gonna the calls will slowly die down as the season goes on. It'll start off hot, 
by the time the playoffs start, we'll forget this was even a thing. I don't even think it'll start off hot. I think the refs don't like it. And they're just like, this is, we're not going to do this. Like, this is not going to be a penalty that we call because it is not a penalty. And they're going to have a little revolt where they just don't take it as far as they took the hooking, the slashing, the stick penalties that they did when they first implemented those rules. Because literally, if you lifted your stick off the ice, when, when those rules came into place and you touched a guy, whether it was on a stick or his hands or his shin pads or his pants, they were, the hand was going up. It was incredible the amount of penalties that they were calling when they first you know implemented those rules. It, it ruined the game. It ruined the game for a half a season until the refs finally calmed down because the players learned a little bit. But still, like it, it just was such a transition from one year to the next where it's just like, this is, this is not hockey anymore. I, I think the refs realize that. And they can put a rule in. They can try to get you to enforce it. But the refs are people. They know what ruins a game and what makes a game good. And, you know, I'm glad it hasn't taken the turn like I thought it would in the preseason where it's just going to be cross-checking penalties left and right. I hope it doesn't go that route. This last few games, there has been an uptick, but maybe that's just a coincidence. I don't know. All right. Is there any other news to talk about? You want to talk about Carey Price? His uh, checking into the assistance program with the NHL, NHLPA? I mean, yeah, there's not much checking in. There's not much to talk about. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's good for him that he's addressing whatever he needs to get addressed. His wife posted about it, and um, there's a Ducharme, the uh, no, yeah, the head coach this yep. morning talk, spoke to the media and basically talked about Carey Price, the person, not Carey Price, the goaltender, and didn't say much more than that. So I guess we can only just hope for the best for him. Yeah, I put some feelers out to my contacts in Montreal. Some of the people. I was trying to dig a little bit. I don't usually do that, but I was a little, I was interested. Why is he going into the assistance program? Is it substance related? Is it mental? What's going on with Carrie Price? And it, it's leaning towards substance. That's, that's what kind of the, you know, feeling is coming out of Montreal. So I don't know if it's, I'm not going to sit here and speculate, but yeah, hopefully he can get back. This, this drastically affects Montreal. Like this drastically affects their team. In, in so many different ways. And I, I want to you know touch on that in a little bit because it does affect my my predictions for the season because I, I had one with Montreal and there's another this this could play in in many different ways, Tim, more so than just, oh, Kerry's going away. He's trying to get his life together. There's a lot that goes into this, you know, numbers that people maybe need to look at a little bit closer, but let's move on. So we're going to do some predictions for this season. We did um, Stanley cup predictions last season that we did the, or last episode, we did the awards. We did all kinds of other who wins the divisions, this and that, and that. Now we're going to do bold predictions. I'd like to, they're fun because sometimes they, they pay off. Other times they don't like Tim last year, thought Dylan Larkin was going to be a top five player in the NHL. He thought Tori well, was going to lead the defense. That was my bold prediction. That was my bold yeah. prediction. And they both were just massive swing and a miss. I thought there would be no coaches who'd be fired. Uh, I thought the Edmonton Oilers would have three of the top five scores in the NHL. I came close on that one. I had two out of three. It's not bad. That's not bad. So I scaled back my predictions this year. They're not as bold. They're mostly, they're somewhat attainable. I think all five of mine could potentially happen. I don't know what yours are. We don't like to share notes. We keep this nice and fresh. So our reactions are what our, what our reactions are. We don't have any kind of clue of what we're going to say. I'll go first just because I don't want to overlap with you. We might overlap on some, my first prediction, the Washington Capitals will miss the playoffs this year. They've made the playoffs for the last 10 some years. since. What are you smiling at? Nothing. Keep going. They've made the playoffs since 2013, 14. I think they're going to be garbage. You know, all their players are older. They've lost the last two years. They're just, I, I just don't see it happening this year. Ovechkin's done. I think they're just going to shut it right down. I don't think any of those guys are going to have a good season. I think Ovi's not 
going to even come close to Gretzky's number. I don't think he's going to touch 30 goals this year. I think the Capitals are just going to be a hot mess. They didn't sign anybody. They brought back their goaltender. That was about it. And they, they didn't make any offseason tinkerings. They made the massive mistake of trading for Anthony Mantha last year. I think that's going to make their team worse. Every guy in their roster is over 30. If you look at their team, it's insane. All their defensemen are 30 plus. All their forwards are 30, 31, 32. The only guy who's under 30 is Anthony Mantha. And he's 27. So they have no young, good young players. They have no good young prospects coming up. They traded away all their draft picks to try to make their team better. And they haven't done it. And then, you know, no fault to them. They, they've been going for the Stanley Cup, but like TJ Oshie, his best years are behind him. Nicholas Backstrom, who knows where he's going to be? Kuznetsov doesn't even play in the NHL anymore. Ovechkin made the mistake of signing with Washington again. They're, they're not a good hockey team. That division is going to be strong. The Eastern Conference, like we said a couple episodes ago, is a juggernaut. And Washington's going to miss the playoffs, and they're not going to make the playoffs for a long time. Like this is going to be the start of a five-year drought for the Washington Capitals. It's the changing of the guard. So that's not a very bold prediction, but it is when you've been in the playoffs since 2013-14 and you're Alex Ovechkin and you've been in the playoffs for a decade with this team. So, I don't know, that's my prediction number one. What's so funny, Tim? You're smiling over like a little kid at a candy store. I think we need to change the, the name of this episode to nine bold predictions because I had the exact same one as my number one. No kidding. The Capitals, yeah, and I'll read, I'll read what I said. The Capitals are going to miss the playoffs and finish second to last in their division, So, which means either Columbus or the Devils are going to finish ahead of them. Uh, Backstrom's dealing with injuries because Detsov has been struggling the past couple of years. This group's getting older, like you said. I think Ovechkin, my, my biggest difference, Ovechkin will still score. Um, but I think they blow this group up, group up at the deadline. It is the beginning of the end, like you said. I, I think um, – Oshi goes, I think Kuznetsov goes, maybe even Carlson. They probably don't move uh, over your backstrom, but yeah, this is this is this is the beginning for them, and I, I see the exact same thing. They're not going to have a good season. There's no chance they blow this team up. All of these guys are signed through 24, 25. Ovechkin through 25 through 26. Ovechkin makes 9.5. Backstrom makes 9.2. Kuznetsov makes 7.8, and Oshi makes 5.75. There's not a chance in the world anybody's going to touch any one of those contracts unless Washington eats a bunch of that money or Washington includes a first-round draft pick. These guys are untradeable. They're they're slowly becoming the San Jose Sharks of the East where their window was there. Unlike San Jose, they won their Stanley Cup. Now they're stuck in it. The only guy who I, I think a team would be interested in is John Carlson. He's 31, but he's, and he's making $8 million bucks, which is a good contract for him. So if they want to make some moves – you need to include a John Carlson or a first, first round draft pick because there's no team in their right mind who's going to trade for an Oshi straight up and eat all that contract for the next four years. It's just not going to happen. So I, wash, I don't know. The, you know, like I said, there's a price to be paid for competing, and this is it. You have to sign these guys to long term contracts in order to lock them in because they're going to go somewhere else if you don't give them that term. And now here we are. It's the back end of the contracts, and it looks pretty ugly where these guys are 34, 33, 36 in Ovechkin's case. And Kuznetsov is 29. Who knows where his head's at or his body's at or what he's doing? There's a, there's a lot of question marks in Washington. Maybe they can, you know, eke out one more year, squeeze out a couple more drops of these guys, but it's not looking good for the Washington Capitals for their foreseeable future. And when you look at their back end, other than Carlson, woof. They got Orlov and Justin Schultz and Jensen and Kempney and Van Riemsdyk and Matt Irwin. It's it's just a who's who of just mediocre defensemen. That's what it is. There's no one who really is standing out as like, this guy's a really good defenseman. We can build around him. They're 33, 30, 31. Like they're all over the age of 30. It, it's not a good look for Washington. They're, they're not looking too good. They don't have, ugh, I don't know. It, 
I don't want to go into it anymore. They don't make the playoffs. Moving on. My second bold prediction, the Vegas Golden Knights break the NHL rest record for the best regular season ever in NHL history. Wow. What, what's the record? The record right now is held by Detroit. They were 62-13-7. and seven. Vegas Golden Knights this year playing a division with Anaheim, Calgary, Edmonton, LA, San Jose, Seattle, and Vancouver. There's not one team, maybe Edmonton, on that list who will give them a competitive game night to night. That in itself is such an advantage over any of these other teams. They play the other division in the West a few times. That's going to be the Arizonas, the all those teams, the Dallases. The, I'm blanking on the teams right now, but they – okay, hold on. It's the Chicago, Dallas, Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis, Winnipeg, and Arizona. Not very scary, those teams as well. So if, if you look at just their competition out West, I was going to say Colorado – instead of Vegas, but Colorado still has to deal with Minnesota, Nashville. Those teams are a little bit better than the teams that the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have to see night in and night out on that West West coast. So my prediction is the Vegas Golden Knights finish with 63 wins or more, and they are the new regular season champions of all time in the NHL. They just have a really good team and they've hit the sweet spot with the teams that they're going to play. They're going to be better than the Detroit Red Wings, better than the Tampa Bay Lightnings of 2018-19, better than all of those teams. This doesn't this maybe this doesn't translate into playoff success, but they will be the new regular season champions of the NHL. Vegas. Wow. Do you do you see a big year for Robin Lehner then? Is he going to get all those wins? Well, I, I would assume that if he's the number one, if he who knows what's going to happen with Robin. He he's just a bag of yeah. trips. I don't know what is going to happen with them, but I, I don't see any teams competing with them in that division. It's just, they're really, really good. They, they really, really are. So yeah, that's my prediction. First, the best team in the regular season. Vegas that's, fun. that's a good one. That is fun. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. All right. My next one, Johnny Gaudreau Ooh, is going to have a hundred plus points and finish top five in scoring. Now it's not that bold because he's had 99 before um, in 18, 19, and he actually finished eighth that year in scoring. So I think he'll, he'll finish a little bit higher. Um, I like him a lot this year. It's a contract season. He's 28 years old. He's going to have a monster year. He's paying, he's playing, playing for his big payday of his career. And I hate to say it, but I think he's going to be hungry this year. So I can see Johnny Gaudreau just kind of going off and being the player that, that he can be that he's shown spurts of from time to time. Um, and I think he's probably, I think he's probably pretty underrated as a, as a, as a point producer in this league. So that's probably my least bold um, prediction of a season, but yeah, Johnny Gaudreau is going to go off. I agree. I, I, I could totally, that's, that's definitely attainable. I like Johnny hockey. I, I really do. I've always liked him. I think he's a good player. I think he gets a bad rap in Calgary. Maybe he gets overshadowed a bit by the giant Sidles McDavid's of the world. He is a good hockey player. A bold prediction would be he gets traded at the deadline because I don't think Calgary is going to be good at all. Or he sends it. What's the, what, how do you game plan against Johnny hockey? Like what was, what was the thing with him? You got to take away space. You can't let him. He, he's like a Sedin where if, if you give him too much space, he's going to kill you. He, he's just so shifty with the puck. He's, you know, similar to Patrick Kane and Mitch Marner, the guy who can skate like lightning and who can make plays. He, he's a very, very, very dangerous player when you give him a little bit of speed and give him the puck or you just don't let him get the puck. Keep him to the outside. Take away his space. That's, that's how you can game plan for him because he's an elite player. He's going to get 100 points. Like you said, you, you do your best to contain him. You're not going to shut him down, but if you can contain him, that that's a win for you. Who would you rather have Marner or Gaudreau? <sighs> Marner. Yeah. He, he, it's, it's, you know, 
a a one like they're very yeah. very good players marner's a little bit younger maybe he's got his hands are a little bit better a little better vision but johnny hockey he's a good and johnny's got the name johnny hockey i'm gonna hey. throw up a poll on social media see what people think i think marno will win yeah marno will win i i think you're right there but listen they've looked good kachuk and uh Gaudreau in the preseason they've looked real good last few games i've been watching they're gonna be good this year kachuk's taking a taking a few steps if if Sean Monahan plays well this year. Blake Coleman plays like he's been playing the last few years, and they buy into Sutter's system. Calgary could be good. I just don't see it happen. I really don't. I, I don't think that's another bold prediction. We'll save it for the end of the show. All right, here is my third bold prediction. Jack Eichel will play a game this season or next season before Vander Kane. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You like that one? That's an interesting one. That's a thinker. It is a thinker. So right now, Jack Eichel is out. Everybody knows his story. He needs surgery. Um, There's been trade rumors. We talked about it with Frank last episode. Everyone knows Evander Kane is out. He's faking COVID stuff. He's got another investigation by the NHL. He's just, he's a hot mess. Right now, no one knows where he is. Is he in California? His teammates hate him. There's been leaks all over to the media, how they don't want him in the locker room, this and that. Doug Wilson has not really stood up for Evander saying we want him here. It's more of a situation where it's like we're focusing on the guys who are here, which is, you know, read between the lines. We don't want Evander here. We don't like him because usually if a GM wants a player there, he's like, we know we stand behind Evander. We're going to fight with him. We're going to battle with him. We want him back here. No, no. His comments are we're focusing on the guys who are here. So that usually means we don't want Evander around because guys have stepped up and they said, this guy's a douche. We don't want him here. So my prediction is Jack Keiko, the next NHL game played by one of those two players, Jack Keiko will be the guy who steps on that ice first. That's my prediction, whether it's this year or next year. So and I, th- I think there's a pretty good chance of that happening. That would be an interesting poll to throw out too. Yeah. I, you're probably right. Although Evander Evander's probably more likely, which makes this a bold prediction, but it'll be fascinating to see. What Would you want a guy back in your locker room who is an absolute cancer? Nobody likes him. He's just going to make the environment in your locker room even worse than it already is because San Jose is going to be fighting this year for a playoff spot, they are going to be a bubble team. Do you want some guy to come in? Who's just going to be full of distractions and not good distractions. It's not the Tim Tebow effect where people are coming in and like, they're focusing on like, Oh, this is me. Like the good stuff. It's the negative effect. It's, it's the Evander Kane effect. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't, I do think it's going to happen. I do think Eichel plays this year at some point with some team. And I think Kane sits out the whole season. I know that's my third bold prediction, Tim. You don't want to know what else is a bold prediction. What? The over-under, I watch a ton of hockey on ESPN Plus this year. You know why? Over. Over. Why? Whatever the number is, it's going to be over because I just signed up for the new ESPN Plus app on my phone and my tablet because I don't have a TV. Did you know that? You don't have a TV in your house? I don't have a TV in my house. So this is why this ESPN Plus is so beautiful. I get to watch all the games they have. ESPN is paired up with the NHL now, and it's going to be unbelievable. It's a must-have app for all hockey fans, even non-hockey fans. It's so great. ESPN Plus has much more things than hockey. They have boxing matches. They have the 30 for 30. They have all kinds of live games just for NHL guys and NHL fans. 
They have 1,000 out-of-market NHL games. They have 75 weekly national games all season. You can stream thousands of live events, thousands. They may even throw slap fighting on there. I don't know what, the ESPN, the Ocho. Check it out. They got the 30 for 30 library. They got articles and fantasy stuff and all kinds of great stuff on ESPN+. Plus. You can sign up now, espnplus.com forward slash NHL forward slash gloves, excuse me. And if you sign up now, this week, there is a huge heavyweight fight, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder on October 9th. You can catch that. That's going to be a slobber knocker. This is their third fight. The first one was a draw. The last fight, Fury Fury won the titles. He got them all. Now they're going to go for the third round match. This is, this is the two toughest guys in the heavyweight division right now going at it. And we sign up now. You can catch that fight before this weekend on October 9th. So go to ESPNplus.com forward slash NHL forward slash gloves. It's going to be huge, Tim. I'm going to be watching it. Daniel's leaving this weekend. I'm watching the fights and I'm going to be ordering DoorDash. That's what I'm going to be doing. Because when I'm home alone and my wife's not there, how am I going to eat? I got kids. I can't just, you know, cook with the kids running around. What am I going to do, Tim? You're going to order DoorDash. How do we order DoorDash, Tim? Tell us. Tell us the the steps of DoorDash. It's actually pretty simple. I'm glad you asked. You can use your DoorDash app. And you can use promo codes GLOVESDD if you're in Canada, GLOVESDDUS if you're in the United States. Um, DoorDash is the, the best delivery fee out there. There's lots of ones out there. DoorDash is better. Use those promo codes. You get 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. I use it all the time. You know, I'm a single guy. I don't love cooking every single night. Restaurants everywhere in Traverse City, in my, in my city, are using DoorDash and delivering right to my door. Um, you can look up to see what's available in your area. That's GLOVESDDUS or gloves DD. If you're in Canada, 25% off and no delivery fees on your first order. Love that. Should we go into, should we go into my next prediction, John? This is your number three, technically, because you piggyback mine. Yeah. Go ahead. This is my number three. This is the fun one. The Chicago Blackhawks are going to make it to the Stanley cup final. No way. Here's okay. Here's why. Okay. Flurry is going to play at an elite level. He is. He's a reigning resident. I know. Uh, yeah, Vezina Trophy winner. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's not really bold to say. He's going to play at, at continually elite level. Patrick Kane's going to do his thing. I think Jonathan Taze is going to surprise some people with how, how much he still has and how much of an impact he has on both sides of the ice. I think they're scoring. The secondary scoring is deadly. Debrinkit, Kubelik, Tyler, Tyler Johnson, Strom, Kirby Doc's going to have a breakout season. I think, I think Seth Jones is going to prove some people are wrong who's saying he's not like an elite defenseman. I think things are just going to fall into place for these Blackhawks this year. I don't think they're going to win a Stanley Cup. Um, but a bold prediction would be that they get, they get there. And I don't think it's as crazy as it might seem. I think this is going to be a fun team to watch this year. So you think that they're going to get past the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights? That, well, obviously you think that because this is your bold prediction. Yeah, I don't, they'll only play one of them probably. Um, they could play both. They could play both, yeah. But yeah, interesting. I do. I, I like the prediction. That, that's probably your boldest one. Yet. Well, think about what Montreal did with a hot goalie and like scoring depth against Vegas last year. They beat them. Yeah. No, no one gave them a shot. And I think Chicago, when they're, if they're firing in all cylinders, they're going to be better than Montreal. So yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I think the road to get there is easier on the Western conference side in the Pacific and the central. There's not as many contenders. I, I do think it's plausible. I, I, I will agree with you on that. I do think they'll make the playoffs, but that's a stretch, Jim. That's that's your boldest one yet. I enjoy that one because I did pick Flurry to win the Vesna. 
he's my pick. One of my other bold predictions I almost made was the Hawks will have the heart and the Vesna. Cause I think Kane's going to have an outstanding year, but I just can't go against McDavid. He's, he's got the heart locked up. All right. My fourth prediction, and this goes against what I said a couple episodes ago, who I going to think is going to win the Stanley cup, this and that. And this is a bold prediction. Montreal will repeat their success and make the Stanley cup again. I think this off season, they, they knocked it out of the park. They, they're going to have a healthy Drouin. His head's going to be screwed on straight. They got Mike Hoffman. They upgraded Christian Dvorak when they got rid of Kapokaka uh, Kekkonen. What's his name? Kokaniemi. Kokaniemi. They got rid of him. They got Matthew Perot. They got Cedric Paquette. They got Savard. They got Chariot. They have a lot of good pieces in place. Now, here is the caveat. We talked about Carey Price. We talked about his position, when he's going to come back. Who knows? This, this whole assistant program is, is, there's a lot of gray area. When, when do you come out of this? How long is it going to take? No one knows what he's in there for. So it puts a very big cloud over the Montreal Canadiens. What are they going to do on the back end? Can Jake Allen man the net for a prolonged period of time? We all know he's a very good backup. We all know he's had a really good season, like career in Montreal since he's arrived. They gave him, they re-upped him. They protected him in the expansion draft because they didn't want Seattle taking him. So they like him. Can Jake Allen hold the fort until Carey Price comes back? Or conversely, if Carey Price doesn't come back, is this another situation like Nikita Kucherov? Where all of a sudden, if you're the Montreal Canadiens and if you're Mark Bergevin, you're like, hold on a second. Okay, let me get my calculator out. We have 40 million tied up with the forwards. We have 20 million tied up with the defensemen. Now we only have $3 million tied up in the goaltenders. If I do my math, that's only $63 million, maybe 64. We got some dead money with Carl Alsner. That's a couple other million. So we're up to 65 right now. That's a lot of cap space that we have to play with when the cap's $82 million. Does this make sense for them if they can, I don't want to say talk to Carrie and be like, hey, Carrie, just stay down there for the year, come back up for the playoffs. Maybe all of a sudden we get you back like a Nikita Kucherov situation. And then all of a sudden we can make a big trade. Because there's a lot of players out there and the, the trade deadline is going to be wild when the season comes to that magic number, whenever it is, I don't know when it is this year, there's going to be a lot of big names out there. And there's going to be a lot of teams who are going to be trying to get rid of a lot of contracts. And if you're sitting there and you're Montreal and you got all this salary cap space because Carey Price is not on the books, it's going to be really interesting if you can go out and get some big names. And this is going to be my fifth bowl prediction. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag just yet. I'll let you get one in, Tim, but I don't think Carey Price being out affects this team as much as people think it is. It almost might be a, I don't want to say it's a better thing, but it could end up being a good thing if Carey Price is out long-term for them. It's not good individually for Carey Price, but for their team, all of a sudden this offseason, you get out from the other contract of Shea Weber, you get out from the contract of Carey Price, that's almost 20 million bucks right there for those two players. Like, I know it's bad to say, but it's like, he could be, could be good. You know what I mean? You, you hate to be the guy who says it, but I'm going to say it like this. This could end up being really good for Montreal to get this money back into the system. So, you, so you, what exactly is your prediction? My prediction is Montreal makes a Stanley cup. That's my original prediction. And my, we'll, we'll touch on it in a little bit. 
that that's my prediction. I think Montreal had a great offseason. They signed all those players. Like I said, I think they have a very good offense. You had Gallagher, Duran, Josh Anderson, Mike Hoffman, Christian Dvorak, Tyler DeFoley, the fourth line of Armia, and whoever else they put with them. The young kids, Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, they're going to have an unbelievable season. They are still under the entry-level contract, so they only make eight fifty themselves. That that's a huge bonus where you can spend money elsewhere. They're going to have to pay the piper with these guys, these guys next year. But boy, oh boy, if you can get some players at the trade deadline, I'm telling you what, Montreal could be a sleeper Stanley Cup champion this year. They, Carey Price, it's a sad situation. You can take that 10 million bucks and sign it elsewhere. You can get a really good player for $10 million, Tim. Tell me what. That's my prediction. I don't want to go too deep into it. It's, It's a sad situation. No one knows what he's going through. But just the strictly business side, on the books now, Montreal is looking pretty good. And not a lot of teams are. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Montreal versus Chicago in the Stanley Cup Finals? Never won't happen. Could happen. Won't happen. But Montreal has a better chance to get there than Chicago does, I think, at this point. Okay. My pick number four, my bold prediction, um, the Lightning are going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. Um, we don't know who they'll play yet. Um, I'm guessing if it's, if it's going to be a team to beat them, either the Islanders or the Panthers. And those are the two teams that I have in the quote unquote, Eastern conference finals, Islanders and Panthers. It'll be I a team people... in their division, Tim. So it's going to have to be one of the, one of the Florida's, the Toronto's, the, those teams. So. Yeah, I said that. You said Islanders. Islanders and Panthers. To beat them in the first round. Oh, oh, oh uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, Islanders and Panthers in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. I think I think the Lightning maybe are a little bit fatigued. I think the other teams are going to catch up to them a little bit, not only in talent but in figuring out how to beat them. Islanders have been cl- close a couple years in a row now, so yeah, I think the Lightning. Uh, yeah, this is this is it for their. There's no three peat in store for these guys. I think that's. A, I think that will happen too. I think that's a good pick. They they were. They've been kind of torn apart. They've kept their top guys. Kucherov's going to be there the whole season, but I agree. I think you will see the impact of them losing guys like Tyler Johnson, Barkley Gaudreau, Blake Coleman. The Savard is a big loss in the back end. Those, those little pieces that Tampa Bay had, they played such a big part where you could just roll your four lines. You didn't have to spend so much time on the first two lines and really you know, bury those guys in the ground in the regular season. So when you do get to the playoffs, everybody's fresh, everybody's rolling. Now, if you're Tampa Bay, your fourth line is not looking so hot. You have a Joseph and Pat Maroon's always there, Pierre Edward Belmar. You got Corey Perry. They're not, it's not as strong as it was in your past. And their defense, it's, it's still serviceable, but it's not as strong. So I agree. That'll, that'll be a bold prediction. I do think that'll come true, Tim. That's a very, that's a, that's a good one. You, you've improved since last year. Last year was just too much. It was, too, it was too much. I, th- I yeah. think it's, it's very nice to see you. My fifth prediction. I know we're, this is getting long bear with us. People. I, I enjoy talking about this stuff. Excuse me. My fifth prediction. I touched on the trade deadline earlier with my Montreal prediction. That's why this is going to kind of piggyback into this at the trade deadline this year we will see more players dealt than any year prior, more big name players because of the salary cap, because of the massive amount of unrestricted free agents next year, like top end guys who are going to make a difference. There's going to be an unprecedented shifting of players at the deadline. That's going to just totally shift the, the, the power in the NHL going into the playoffs guys. Like this is who I think are going to be moved. Claude Giroux. 
Yevgeny Malkin, Joe Pavelski, Chris Letang, all of these high-end guys will be moved to the deadline. And it's going to be, it's going to change teams. Pittsburgh's going to unload everybody. They're going to ch- transition to a, a regrouping. They're going to just sell the house. And you're going to see a team, whether it be a Montreal, whether it be a team who has a couple of dollars left in their salary cap, they're going to load up and they will make a push for the Stanley Cup that you haven't seen before. It's going to be epic to see the player movement at the deadline. I just think it's going to be super, super fun the weeks leading up to that because there's a lot of big names out there, Tim, who are on a UFA contract. And there's a lot of names out there for players like like you mentioned with the, what were we just talking about? The team who wanted to pl- trade all the, the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Like yep. that, who maybe, you know, they don't have it anymore and they want to get rid of some guys. So the hurdles, the Jeru's, the Malkins, those guys, is Jack Eichel traded at the deadline or does he get traded early? Phil Kessels, PK Subban's out there, Johnny Gaudreau, like we talked about earlier. There's a lot of guys who are UFAs who are going to get traded and it's going to be fantastic. So my prediction is all these guys get dealt and it's going to be epic. And I guess that's not a bold prediction. I, I honestly think that's going to happen. Max Domi's Jeff Carter's uh, Zabinajad. It's going to be a fun deadline and it's going to just completely shift how the, the Stanley cup playoffs is going to be played. Cause one team's going to go from being a bubble team to being a Stanley cup contender. Cause they're going to add three guys and they're good. Cause they're going to have a little bit of salary cap room. I hope you're right. Cause that would be pretty fun. And you're also kind of predicting like a, a, a record breaking season across the board with a Vegas winning the most games in a single season history and the most trades happening at the deadline in history either. So that's, that's something like it'll be a fun year to be a hockey fan. I agree. I, I think there's a lot, I don't know. I don't think there'll be a lot of teams in the running at the playoff deadline. I, I do think the parity is not as strong as it once was in years past. So when you, when you look at the, the divisions in each division, there's clear cut top teams. And there's a lot of teams who are just, you know, a huge margin below. We talked about in the West, there's Vegas and the Colorado, then there's everybody else in the East. There's, there's a, a little bit more teams that are, you know, in contention, but even in the Atlantic, it's like Buffalo's not there. Detroit's not there. Ottawa's definitely not there. So there's a big gap there. And in the metropolitan, like Columbus isn't there. New Jersey isn't there. Philadelphia won't be there. Pittsburgh won't be there. Washington won't be there. They're they're not Stanley cup contenders. So at the deadline, you're going to be dealing all these guys. And it's, I think it's going to be fun. Claude Giroux will be gone. Malkin, Malkin will be gone. It's going to be transitional to see these guys who have played for one franchise their whole career all of a sudden be dealt and they get this boost of energy. Imagine Claude Giroux going to Montreal, how fun that would be watching yeah. him rip around in Montreal. I could totally see it happening. It's going to Me be, too. I don't know. It'll be fun. So that's my last bold prediction. All these big name captains, assistant captains, cogs of these franchises will be dealt at the deadline. All right. My last prediction is probably my boldest. And I think it's pretty fun. Um, I think we're going to see a player who has never scored 30 goals before in a season win the rocket Richard trophy for most goals. I have a couple of names in mind. I know it's bold to see these guys are going to score more than Matthews, McKinnon, McDavid, Ovechkin, whatever. Some of these names, Kirill Kaprizov has never scored 30 goals. Sveshnikov, Elias Patterson, Cole Caulfield, just to name a few. I could think we could see a guy to take a huge leap um, and and be the rest of the guys in goals. So that's my 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 most out there but most fun to watch prediction of the season. Hmm. Hmm. You think that's going to happen? No. Well, no. That's a bold prediction, John. That's the point. Well, what? How? I don't know how to phrase this because we know they're not going to get first. <laughs> they're they're not going to get first, right? 
there, there's no way they're going to beat a Matthews McDavid. How high does a guy get? So you talked about a guy like Shvechnikov. Does he get top 10? Because Kaprizov last year, he he was top 10 in goals. So I, I don't see that being that far off where he can, you know, crack the top three. But a guy like Shvechnikov, who else would you say? Cole Caulfield and Elias Pettersson. Who, who has the best chance to, to break into the top five? Because I think Kaprizov could potentially do it. Yeah. Who, who's another guy out of those? Pedersen? Pedersen would probably be second. Yeah. Isn't he more of a disher, playmaker? Cole Caulfield. He scores goals. He yeah. Does. That's an interesting. They all so, do. They yeah. do. They do. I, I, don't, I don't mind that. All right. That's a good pick. I don't, I think it's going to line up as your uh, Dylan Larkin pick, but it, it's cute to, <laughs> yeah. to think about. It really is. Will this is anybody, fun. Yeah. It's a pick for the kids. Touch yeah. Austin Matthews. I would say dry will finish second in goals. Really? He finished fourth last year. It was a very tight fourth, but, but two who, years who, ago, who, we had 50 goals. Who so. finished third in goals last year? Pasta. Nah. Alex. Uh, so good. So. Did you know that Alex to bring He's Yeah. He's unbelievable. Yeah, I he didn't realize thirty-five. I didn't realize that he was that good with that many goals. He had thirty-two goals, twenty-four assists, fifty-six points, and fifty-two games. The kid's a gamer. Oh yeah. I still remember sitting down with him in Chicago at the convention like three years ago. I was like, "Who is this kid?" Everyone's so excited about. He's like five foot nothing, and everyone is all clamoring about him. And now I know he's a good player. He's a good little. He's like a little water bug out there. He's he's a he's a rich man's Nathan Gerby. Same body type, but he he just produces more. Like Nathan's got some good mitts, and he's very strong, quick, and shifty. Debrinket's like better. It's he's a good player. Obviously, he's better. Like he, he's lighting it up. It doesn't hurt that he gets to play with Patrick Kane every game. But um, all right, that's it. That's all our predictions. Any other ones? How many? I was gonna do a prediction on fights, but it just depresses me when I go and look at like the the trend of fights, and it just is is super depressing when I go and look at the amount of fights that I had during our season, when I was there, like my eight, nine years in the NHL, there was always like 300, 400, 300, 400 fights. Then it's just like 275, 250, 200. Last year, there was 195. And this there will be the 150. It's just a complete downward trend of fighting. I hope there was an uptick. My, my other prediction last year was there'd be a lot of fights because all the rivalries and stuff, people were going to be sick and tired of playing with each other. But instead of going that route, I think the guys just checked out. Like, oh, we're playing yeah. this team again. It's not even going to care. I don't, I don't even want to play. So it, it went the complete opposite direction that I thought it was going to. But uh, I don't know. That's our predictions, everybody. Let us know what you think. Tweet us. You know, comment on us. Let us know if we're crazy. Let us know if we're, we're on to something. Let us know your predictions. It's always interesting to hear people's ideas, what they think is going to happen. I would love to hear what you guys think. So let us know. Drop us a line somehow, some way. Give us a five-star review. Anything else, Tim? No, only this quick comment that next week we're going to air our 300th episode, which is absolutely crazy. I feel like we just got to 100. Yeah, it's time flies when you're having fun. You know where else time flies when you're on fan tracks? Because you're just you're surfing around, you're searching players, and fan tracks makes it so easy to just get lost in the website. It's really, really fun to play around with all the trinkets and the menus and all the stuff that you have with Fantrax. So go there, go to Fantrax.com forward slash DTG, enter, register. Now you get entered into a chance to win a Nathan McKinnon Jersey autographed. It's fantastic. You can join our league DTG finding the public space. I think there's maybe a few spots open. Some people dropped out. I don't know why. Maybe they just don't like me. Who knows? But anyways, 
All that aside, Fantrax.com forward slash DTG. It's the best fantasy platform out there. It's all customizable. You can do Dynasty Keeper, Redraft, Best Ball. Still don't know what that is, but go there, find out. You can tell me what it means. Fantrax.com. That's it, Tim. Anything else? No. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. You have a great... Hey, I'm, I'm flying solo, Tim, this year. What are we going to do? We're going get to get in trouble? Meet up? Yeah, let's get into it somewhere. All right. We'll tell you guys how Tim and I's excellent adventure this weekend goes down. But anyways, have a good weekend, everybody. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Delivered by DoorDash.